What up, guys? Uh, Napoli Obsessed Podcast, Episode 3. This one is for Giornata 2 of this season. And we were playing this season against Genoa. Um, just going to go over the game, go over some of the other games from the week, and then some transfer rumors as the transfer window will be closing. Um, this one, it was Napoli against Genoa. Genoa was coming off their 4-0 drubbing against the New Look Inter. And uh, we were obviously coming off our, our win against Venezia, where we unfortunately received a red card and we're playing with 10 men for most of the match. Um, Ossiman obviously got the red card. And right now it's looking like he is going to be out for the Juventus game. Um, we're going to take it to a panel, try and get the decision overturned. But for the time being, Ossiman uh, will not be playing against Juventus after the international break. So this one we had... Uh, Insigne in the false nine role. Um, Lozano was in at the left. Politano was in on the right on attack. We were playing a 4-3-3. In the middle, we had Elmas, Lobotka playing deeper again, and Fabian Ruiz. Uh, defense on the left side was Mario Rui. The two CBs were Kudabali and Manolas. And on the right, we had Di Lorenzo, Moret starting in goal for this game once again. Um so just to look at Genoa, Pandev was not starting, perhaps because of his age. Um, he's at a more advanced age now, so playing every game is probably not realistic, or starting every game is probably not realistic for him. He did come off the bench later. Ekuban was making his first league start for Genoa. Um, and yeah, so those are kind of the notes going into the game. Um, pretty early on, Insigne starts a great attack. He switches it. Um, Di Lorenzo receives the ball and uh, he crosses it. It's headed over by Lozano. This was the first real real chance of the game. Um, I noticed we did have early on some success coming down the right the right flank with Di Lorenzo and Politano specifically. Another thing I noticed early on in the game, uh, Insigne was dropping to the midfield pretty nicely in that false nine role. He was, he was being very defensively uh, responsible in the center of the pitch and throughout the game he actually started coming back deeper and deeper so that was interesting to see but Insigne doing well right off the bat um, Genoa was playing nicely through the center of the pitch uh, Koulibaly cut out a couple chances coming through the center and Koulibaly was really uh, especially with, with Genoa running at him um, as a putting in that that challenge and and uh, winning the ball, Koulibaly, was was key for us all game. Um, I think I noted 12-minute Elmas running at the defense well. He slides it to Insigne, who shoots low, and he hits the outside of the post. Um, but it looked it looked pretty close from, from the TV view. Uh, Sirigu wasn't there, but he was glad to see it go wide. You know, he was... He had his angle covered, but it, it looked it looked like he wasn't going to get there if it just went in. It hit the wrong side of the board, uh, the, the post, <laughs> board, the, the uh, post. Unfortunately, um, Politano doing a great job in this half. To he was fighting to win the ball on the right. He was very he wanted it bad, you know, and he was he was giving it his all. Uh, Elmas was very active and looking good as well, and I think Labotka was was finding his footing early on there and, and passing it well and 
working out of the back. Early on, I felt Ruiz was kind of kind of invincible, uh, invisible rather, not invincible. He was invisible a little bit early on in the game. Uh, 16th minute, Siragu easily collects across from the free kick. Um, Insignia got over eager in the 18th on defense. Slides gives away a foul. The kick was headed uh, out well by Mario Rui for a corner. Um, but then right after Mario Rui does a dangerous clearance, um, I think a, a lot of people are not going to be happy with the way Mario Rui played this game. He had a few good moments, but for the most part, he looked he looked pretty shaky back there. In the 20th minute, he missed a bouncing ball. Um, he missed the clearance, and the shot was very well saved by Moret. Uh, it was a very key stop. He, uh, he had to come across the face of his goal, and, and he made a good save. He punches away the corner uh, soon after that. Um, 22nd minute, Fabian gives away the ball, and uh, it makes his way to Gilione, who... And he could have hurt us a lot more on this one. Um, he stopped it at his feet, but he played a poor pass. But again, dangerous, dangerous situation to be in. Uh, Fabian, like I said, for the first 25 minutes, uh, I thought he was slow to start. He had a poor first 25, but that would change as we all saw. Um, 27th minute, Insigne lifts a free kick that's easily collected by Sirigu. Um 29th minute, Insigne threads the needle. I mean, he did not seem like he had much space here, but he he somehow got through those defenders, took a shot, and Siragu made a, a very solid stop in the 29th minute. Um, so great work by Insigne there, uh, creating something out of nothing and, and making the keeper earn his pay, earn his paycheck. Um, around this time, Fabian started to improve. He was kind of looking more fluid, moving side to side. He picked a couple passes, and, and he was finding himself in some good positions. So I, like, I started at this point liking what I was seeing out of Fabian Ruiz. Um, 34th minute, Koulibaly faints, uh, turns out from the back and uh, plays it up the middle. Um, he's so calm. Like, what a presence. Um, Ruiz played it back to him in a pretty dangerous spot, and he fainted and just turned and, and played it out the back. It was a lot of people would have wanted uh, Rui to clear there, but, you know, we like to play it out of the back. And and just the way he dealt with this pressure, I don't know if you guys will remember this point in the game. It was something that, I mean, you might not take note of, but just to get it out of the back with that much of a calming presence, it's, it's always great to see. Um, 36th minute. I made a note of this, again, uh, probably being too – overly picky in my analysis, but we would see this causing problems later. 36 minute Moret used improper footwork um, on a long cross. He was squared off and it flew over his head. This was not a dangerous cross. It led to absolutely nothing, but him coming out for it, he lacked confidence completely. And I, I made a note of that before, before uh, some of the action that would happen later in the game revolving him. 38th minute, um, Insigne goes deep left, switches to Politano, cuts back, plays Fabian Ruiz, goal. Beautifully struck, um, great finish. Ruiz, excellent. 
just a great finish there. And um, Politano, too, he cut back well. Just great interplay by the three of them and a good goal. So we pull ahead there. Um, one thing I noticed late in this half, Insigne was getting deeper, and Elmas seemed to be moving higher more often. Elmas was uh, had spells where he'd stay up front for a, a somewhat prolonged period of time. Um, and yeah, so those two were interchanging a lot. We know Spalletti likes to do that. Um, he did that with Totti and, and Perotta a bit sometimes uh, when he was at Roma. So it was just interesting to see Elmas uh, take longer spells up front towards the end of this half. 44th minute, bad turnover by Lobotka. Uh, the free kick is played up the field, and Genoa gets another dangerous area after the Di Lorenzo tackle. Um, it was a poor free kick, though. So that was the first half. All right, moving on to the second half. Um, Pandev came in for Hernani on Genoa, obviously, and Buxa came in for Ekuban. Um, again, this half early on, I noticed Insigne was dropping deeper, and Elmas was... Uh, was staying higher and they were switching up a lot which i liked to see it was varying the attack a bit um koulibaly cuts out an attack so well again in the 48th minute he just stopped the guy right in his tracks he was very key in this game with his tackles very key um Maret moved across goal well sets himself up for a two-handed save to his right on a very hard shot there. That was a solid save by Maret, as I remember it. Um, 53rd minute. This is where some <laughs> some testy moments started to happen. Maret misjudges the fall of the ball, and it bounces out of his hands. So he misjudged the flight of the ball, and um, it bounced out. It looked very, very poor. He was not confident um, collecting the ball there. And again, he misjudged another cross and it bounced out of his hands straight to Pandev, um, who puts it away, but it's disallowed. Our, fortunately for us, it's disallowed. Um, there was some contact there and the refs will usually give the benefit of the doubt to the keeper. And, um, so there was some contact there. It was turned over in VAR, but, I don't like what I'm seeing from Morat on these crosses. He's really got to be working those crosses with the goalkeeper coach. Um, for the, for it to bounce out of his hands twice, it didn't even – I mean, if he had caught it and lost it when there was contact, that would have been a different a different thing. But if you watch the, the flight of these balls, his hands are just too hard and they bounce right out of his hands. He doesn't have possession of them for a bit. Usually what you'll see when there's contact is the keeper will get a hold of it and then he'll bobble it. These were not bobbled. These bounced into his hands and bounced away from his hands because it was just completely misjudged. So um, that's something that really worried me about Maret. And, uh, and you know, a couple episodes I'd said I'd like to see them pick a starter. Um, if I'm being honest right now, I think Ospina is the, the better keeper all around. Um, Maret's a tremendous shot stopper. Um, he's got good reactions, but um, I'm not inspired with um, the management of his 18-yard box and, and specifically the way he's coming out to collect these crosses. Now, unfortunately, 
at this point, I had an electrician here. He needed some help from me from a sec, so I had to step away from the game briefly. Uh, he said it's Napoli versus Genoa. Who cares? But he's a Portuguese Benfica fan, so what does he know? Um, 63rd minute, uh, Napoli moves the ball well, It's leading, but it leads to nothing. Um, again, uh, uh, same minute, they were moving the ball well, but it's... Uh, Saved by Sirigu. I put, we're getting comfortable in the attacking third. That somewhat changed. That's what I had written down. Um, 66th minute, Calon comes on for Sturado. And Masiello comes in for Van Heusden. Um, Genoa looks completely invigorated after this substitution. I don't know if there was the players immediately that came in that made an impact, but they they had a, a jolt of energy where they started playing better Immediately, um, Pandev um, plays wide. It's crossed to Cambiasso, who heads it low past Meret's feet, 1-1. Now, again, I think this was a hard one for Meret to save. Some people I saw in my uh, Napoli group chat were not happy with Meret on this one, but it was headed low. That's that's a tough save to make. That's a really tough save to make, guys, trust me. Um Coming across and low is is very hard. Coming across in mid-height or high is the easier save to make for sure. Um, 70th minute, Unas comes in for Lozano. Um, the commentator was saying Lozano still might be feeling the effects of the injury a bit. That's a possibility. Um, but Napoli was really looking flat. Um, there was a, a moment of great interplay with Politano gave it to Ruiz to Unas, and Unas flicked it back beautifully, uh, but it was cut out by the defender, unfortunately. But uh, a very creative flick on there by by Unas. Um, Politano cuts in, shoots low, and it was a comfortable scoop save straight at Sirigu. Uh, 78th minute, Koulibaly tackles, strides forward, and then shoots it low just wide. Um, it was apparently touched for a corner, but, but well done. You know, Koulibaly... Wins it in the back. He comes forward strong. And again, Koulibaly just had an excellent game for me. Cut out passes. He started even making some creative passes going forward. Uh, he really stepped up when we needed somebody to, to pull their socks up and, and take charge of this game. Um, 80th minute, Politano again cuts in. Low shot, but Sirigu gets down to his left and holds it very well. Um, so Politano had become very predictable by this point in the game. He was cutting in every single time and um, delivering the ball a couple shots that were pretty easy for Sirigu to save with his experience and, and calmness. Um, 81st minute, Patania comes in for Politano. And I made a note here, actually. I think they're more dangerous with the guys interchanging, but being a but maybe we need a true striker at this point. So I thought I didn't want Patania to come in, to be honest with you. I thought just let them keep doing what they're doing and uh, maybe they'll get a second. So I was against the Patania sub, but um, he made me eat my words later. Um, 82nd minute, Barami comes in for Gilione. Um, and 83rd minute, what do you know? I eat my words. Patania, the true striker, puts it in with his head. It's crossed, a nice, powerful cross. Patania redirects the energy of the ball, and it's 2-1 Napoli. 
Um, we were able to ride it out for the most part. We were very tense in the back. Uh, Mario Rui got a, a yellow card. He protested a bit. Um, Juan Jesus ends up coming in for him, 91st minute to end the game. Uh, and yeah, we win two to one. Um, Unas made a nice late run there as well. Um, it was a 2-1 win. It was a good win. But, you know, some of my thoughts from the game. Um, I think, first off, I think Koulibaly played great, like I said. Mario Rui, very shaky. Very shaky today. Or on the game day, rather. Um, third thing, I liked the... I like the injection of Unas. I think he added some creativity, and I think he's a great option to have. Um, we'll discuss it more in the transfer section of the show, but we are looking at some ways to offset him. Um, I like I like what he brings to the team, but the problem is I think we just have too many guys like that up front. Now, what I mean by that is we have – we have Unas, we have Politano, we have Lozano, even who could switch sides, uh, even Insigne, um, Dries. These guys are of a pretty small stature, okay? These are small guys. We do not have any size up front other than Patania. And I'll, I don't think Patania is a particularly skilled or, or great forward, if I'm being honest, but... It was clear from this game, he proved me wrong as well, that it would be advantageous for us to have a bigger body, true striker up there. I mean, he scored a header his first touch. We were a complete non-factor in the air before that. So to have a guy of his size up there or or similar is is clearly something I think we need. Um, we need some size and we need some strength up there, and Patania offers that. Maybe somebody a little better than Batania. Obviously, these players are recent signings, so they will never come to us. But somebody in the vein of Zeko or, or Arnautovic would be amazing up front. And I think, you know, we have Ossiman in. He's going to be out sometimes. But I don't know. I just don't think Patania's the number two. But that being said, I think we need some size up there to hold up the ball and really fight for the ball when these smaller guys are cutting in, cutting out, getting into space, you know, using their creativity. I think we need a, a bigger guy in there. So that's just my notes from the game. We'll move on now to some of the other games of the week. Okay, some of the other games from the week. Uh, this was a pretty fun week in Serie A. We had uh, Udinese going up against Venezia. Um, Udinese is coming back from that... Uh, draw with Juventus. They were down 2 nothing. They came back to draw it. Um, Venezia obviously had the game against us. Uh, Janssen receives the through ball. Silvestri challenges him and hits it away. The uh, Hits the opportunity away. Uh, that was great goalkeeping. Um, Molina, beautiful cross to Posetto, who controls it with his chest, takes it down and fires past Luca Lazzarini. Um, one nothing for Udinese. Um, Obviously, Lazzarini's in. We see a different goalkeeper uh, from Nicky, who was in against us. Nicky Mayapan, I believe is his name. Uh, uh, Dolafeu crosses it in. It's taken by Lazzarini. 
Lazzarini rolls it out to Busio, who's uh, the American from MLS. Um, he's terribly dispossessed by Arslan. The shot is saved well with the leg, but uh, Dolefeu puts away the rebound. 2-0 with Eze. That's his second goal and uh, in two games. So 2 nothing with Eze. Uh, Strigger Larson, he's running at Venezia, slides it through to Molina, who smashes it top corner, makes it 3 nothing. Udinese wins this one pretty convincingly 3-0. Uh, Venezia, in my opinion, they're going down. This is a Serie B team through and through. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything good coming out of these guys, but I'm sure they'll steal some points from somebody soon at some point. Okay, um... Hellas Verona hosting Inter. Uh, Inter is coming off that 4 nothing drubbing of Genoa, who we played this week. Um, some bad goal, some bad defending, rather, by Verona. Clear, uh, failed clearance leads to uh, Montipo making a great save from Martinez. Um, after that, terrible play from the back through the center from Handanovic leads to a turnover. He's usually solid. It was weird to see him play it down the center. Um, but bad play. Ivan Ilic takes uh, control of the ball, puts it in. one nothing for Hellas Verona. Um, touched back to Cancellieri, who puts it over the bar. It could have been 2 nothing. I wrote. Um, first minute into the second half, a uh, long fl- throw is flicked through to Martinez, who ties it up 1-1. Again, the throw... Zeko flicks it onto Martinez once more, and he smashes it low and wide. So that that long throw is is something they're going to be be using. It looks like uh, and the flick on with Zeko, it's looking, it's working. Uh, Bastoni shoots low and a brilliant save from Montipo again. Uh, Darmian's getting some chalk on his boots. A long cross to the head of Joaquin Carrera. Debut goal, two one Inter. Uh, great debut for all of Inter's guys so far. Uh, Joaquin Correa is, yeah, it's his first game. He scores. We saw Zeko and uh, Shalinalu score last week. And uh, Correa turns, takes Olek up. He gets a second one. So great start for him. Great start for him for Inter. And the new players seem to be fitting it at Inter pretty well. Atalanta, Bologna, both teams are coming off a win. Um both teams put a few shots wide a goal. Golson's shot stopped well by Skorupski, um, who got two hands, got low. Golson smashes another volley wide. Um, Atalanta looked more likely to break through, but in the end it's 0-0, and Bologna did well to to hang on. I'd say that's a good result for Bologna, but Atalanta shouldn't feel uh, too hard done by either. You know, It was a, it was a hard-fought game. Nil-nil. Some games are going to go that way. This next game, what a cracker. Uh, Lazio, Spezia. uh, Reina makes a good diving save, but Verde turns in the rebound, so they go up. Um, Immobile instantly responds. He ends up scoring a hat-trick after being denied from a great penalty stop. Uh, He heads in the corner, so he gets his hat-trick. Um, it's a drubbing. Lazio played well. Six to one is the finish. Sadi says he, the only thing he hated about the game 
was when Lazio was sitting back and defending deep, which he believes they did too much in their opening game against Napoli. Either way, Lazio's out flying 6-1. So a couple good resu- results to their season, and I'm I'm still very interested to see what Sadi can do with this team. You know, they they were an exciting team, and, and Sadi seems to be uh, fitting in pretty well there so far. Next up, we had Juventus Empoli. Um, Ronaldo obviously leaving. There was that big news from the week. I'm sure you all heard about. He's gone to Man United. Um, so their first game without after the Ronaldo era is what we'll say. Uh, Chiesa, great run. Um, smashes it in. Vicario's control zone, and he makes a good reaction stop because that was a hard shot. And Chiesa did more of the same because, again, runs it up the field, unleashes a low shot, and forces Vicario into another good diving stop. So Vicario having a good performance today, despite his blunder last week for Empoli. Um, the ball bottles through to Mancuso, who tucks it past Sejezny, and Napoli goes, or rather Empoli goes up one nothing. Uh, Cutrone also smashing wide of the top corner after a pass from Luperto. Locatelli had a couple debut shots that just went wide, but not enough. Empoli win one nothing. This game scares me because um, we're playing Juventus next week and they are going to be due for a win. So they're going to be playing their hearts out, or rather in two weeks after the international break, they're going to be playing their hearts out. So this is a result that, I mean, it was nice to see, but, you know, you know they're going to be coming back with a fury. Fiorentina, Torino, Malinkovic, Savage, great stop off a header. Two hands, good technique. Um, Gonzalez receives a pass, puts in a nice shot from the edge of the area. one nothing Fiorentina. Um, another cross from Gonzalez. Bonaventura somehow doesn't put away the bobbling ball in the six-yard box. That's a missed opportunity. Um, they would get another one off a header. Torino puts one back in the 89th, but it's not enough. 2-1 Fiorentina, and uh, Fiorentina bounces back after the Roma game. This next game, Sassuolo-Sampdoria. Both of these teams look pretty good round one. Aldero makes a great two-handed diving stop. Uh, Raspadori and Candreva were both looking pretty dangerous. They had threatening moments for their respective sides, um, but neither of them could get it done. Chicho Caputo chips one over the goal. Another nice stop from Odero on Bonga, on Bonga rather, and uh, it was a powerful shot, but Sassuolo, Sampdoria, 0-0 as well. That game, a bit of a snoozer in my opinion, but... What are you going to do? Okay, the last two games of the week, it was Milan, Cagliari. Um, Giroud, excellent flick back to Liao. Very creative stuff. Um, he's on the break, but a great tackle from the defender Carboni. 20-year-old defender puts in a good tackle. Uh, stops them from going down early. Um, Tonali strikes the free kick over the wall. Um, but you want the keeper... Uh, uh, Radonovic to be doing better. Um, so one nothing for Milan. Cagliari got one back, 1-1. One, one. Um, 
Then Liao takes a shot, brings a 2-1 for Milan. Giroud receives a pass, opens up his body, and hits it first time with his left opposite corner. A true striker's finish. You guys should watch this one. It was a true striker's finish through and through if you watch the highlights. 3-1 for Milan. Giroud looking good. He gets another penalty later. The keeper guesses right, but... He gets his brace, and Milan wins 4-1, so a big win for Milan. Giroud looking pretty looking pretty good in there. Um, I think this Milan team is going to be dangerous, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do in the weeks coming forward. But, yeah, this is definitely going to be a dangerous side, guys. And the team I said I was most scared of last week, AS Roma, um, they had a rough first half. Um in the second half, he puts one. The Pellegrini puts one past Belic, one nothing Roma. Um, Abraham touches one back, through ball from Mkhitaryan. Uh, Vertut puts it away. Great interplay between those guys, and they really turned it on in the second half. Um, Belic made a fantastic double save, diving low to his right. He gets up, good footwork, parries away a high shot to the left, and uh, it could have been. It could have been a higher higher score if, if Belic didn't make a couple of those good saves. Uh, Abraham, great shot off a corner. 3-0 Roma. Pellegrini turns, picks the top corner perfect. 4-0 Roma. This team turned it on in the second half under Mourinho. Um, first half was a bit rough, but if they play, if they can find the consistency of that second half, this is still the team I'm most scared of as they beat Salernitana. Uh, for nothing, Jornata 2. All right, guys, so uh, three quick stories for you to end the episode. Um, regarding transfers, quickly, um, we have the rumor that Patania will be going to Sampdoria. Um, this is an interesting move if it happens, if it materializes. Like I said earlier in the episode, I think we need size up front, so I wouldn't mind keeping Patania for now or replacing him with a suitable uh, target man, big striker, holding striker, whatever you'd like to call it. We need some size up there. We need some strength up there. We need a guy that could go up and challenge for headers hard. We need a guy that could hold up the ball, give the smaller guys some space to run. And uh, we just need a powerhouse up there because we are not a big team. We are not a team that has... Uh, size on our side. And even with Ossiman, we're not a team that has size on our side. He offers something different, a different look in terms of speed and being a true striker, striker in that sense. But in terms of size and strength and and taking the ball down and holding the ball, he doesn't offer that um, traditional powerhouse up front that we that, that is always a good option to have coming off the bench. So I don't know that I want to see even though I don't think Patanio's a great player, as I said earlier in the episode, I think we need somebody at least in a similar vein to him in our squad. And so I, I wouldn't mind hanging on to him for now. Be sad to see him go to Sampdoria if he goes. Um, I think he'd fit in good on Sampdoria. I think that's a good stature club for him. But um, as I said, would not love to see him go. Um, the second story I'll get to is um, we have agreed to terms. Um, 
one second here i just want to pull up the story we have agreed to terms with fulham uh to sign midfielder andre frank zambo and guisa um don't know too much about this guy from what i've heard he's um you know he's a strong center mid very physically strong a good dribbler um he could fill in at CDM, you know, take some some pressure off Lobotka, especially with Diego Deme injured. Uh, he's good at tackling, positioning, and interceptions. And uh, some people have said he looks like a bigger, stronger, and faster, and maybe even smarter Bakayoko. So I don't know if that's a stretch or not, but this is what I've heard of him. Um, that, that would be uh, exciting for us. So... Um, I mean, if he does come in for sure, it would be it would be good to 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 give Lobotka some some rest there. I feel like, uh, especially with Deme's injury being a bad one, uh, I think we're gonna need some depth in this squad if we want to go far in Europa League. Um, Lobotka is obviously gonna tire. He's played both games so far, um, and you know. I'm interested to see what this guy could do. The reports from Fulham are good. He's a big, strong guy, and we time will tell, but that's the exact kind of player we need in that midfield. Some strength, some tactical positioning, um, a ball winner, and um, he's going to be a good, a good fit, I feel like. Last story, AC Milan are looking to swoop for uh, Adam Unas. Um, we also have reports of Marseille are interested in Unas. Um, again, went over this earlier in the episode, but I enjoy Unas. I think he's got a bit of a, a hard a hard situation going in terms of his playtime. I think he's a creative guy. He's clearly a speedy guy, a little zippy guy. Um, he added some creativity when we brought him in. And even in the, the preseason friendlies, I thought he was excellent in a couple of those matches. Um there's no reason in my mind that this guy, if he didn't fight, couldn't displace one of Politano or Lozano. Um, but again, very similar similar player in terms of size and stature. Maybe we need something different up front. Um, either way, great, great player in my opinion. I rate Unas pretty highly. And I think that uh, if Milan or... Marseille take him they will put him put him to to better use than us certainly because we are we are pretty that that would be up front would be probably our our strongest area um obviously we need a left back we don't need to go into this more I think you're all tired of it but um outside Mm -hmm. of the CBs our defense our defensive options are pretty even at right back Di Lorenzo's a great player but behind him you know, we're not, we don't have a dearth of options there. Um, so other than the starters, uh, other than Di Lorenzo, even really, Mario Rui is not, he's hit or miss. Um, we don't have any depth on the wing backs, but up front we do. So and he's in the deepest, the deepest area of the team. He's struggling for play time. Um, I think him moving on would be, would be advantageous for him and maybe we could get an injection of some cash into the club and that would be good for us 
Okay, so next week we got the international break. After that, I'll be back. Jornata 3, we are playing Juventus. I might do a match preview in that time, but other than that, have a good week, guys. Thanks for listening.